Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm thrilled to welcome Brittany to the podcast today. Welcome, Brittany. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. What is your question for me today? Well, a little bit of backstory. Um, I am a mother of four children and my spouse passed away within the last year. Um, His relationship with his mother was a little complicated um, and she relied on us a lot financially and emotionally. So when he got sick, um, we just really weren't able to help anymore. So since his death, she's been pretty bitter and angry. And she says she wants to have a relationship with us, which I would welcome, except for the fact that this usually creates some stress and more work on my part. But I guess I, I just feel immense guilt watching her struggle while also being a little bit resentful. And I'm, my question is, how can I figure out how to allow her to still have a relationship with me and my children, but also kind of balance that need for me to take care of my own family without all the added frustration and stress. It sounds like in the relationship you've done, you and your, and your husband have done a lot of caretaking of her, almost like a child. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I want you to, to think about what kind of daughter-in-law do you want to be to her? I, I think I'm always about worried being a, a good one. But what, I, how would you define that? Not how would she define that? I would define that as probably being supportive verbally or being willing to, to talk to her. Um, how many times being, a week? Like, I want you to get specific, like talk to her once a week. <laughs> Uh, I listen to her complain for 15 minutes. I mean, what, like, (laughs) I want you to get really specific and concrete. Okay. I think, I think I could listen to her and talk to her probably once a week. And yeah, I, 15 minutes might be about the most that I feel like I could handle. Um, but yeah, to check in on her and just to let her know that, that I'm here. I just, I struggle to feel like I should be doing more or something else. Okay. Because she's so needy. Yes. Okay. And does she have other support systems in place? No. And do you know why she doesn't? Um, just probably things going on there. She tends to be a really difficult person to deal with. She's mm. kind of burned a couple bridges with friends. Um, okay. She's not willing to go like do anything to go find other things to fill her time with. So Mm. she's mostly just, she's mostly stuck at home and I'm kind of, I'm kind of one of the only people that's still around that she's able to communicate with. Does she have mental health struggles and challenges? I think she probably does. I know that she has depression, but I'm not quite sure if she's ever been diagnosed for anything else. Okay. Have you ever suggested that she get an evaluation? Uh, yes. Um, 
the past couple of years that my, my husband was trying to help her was a lot of suggestions of things that she could do to improve her life, to get her health back on track, do things like that. And mostly it's just ignored. Okay. Okay. So you, you have tried. Yes. Okay. So I want you to take your definition of the kind of daughter-in-law that you want to be. And I want you to be that. And I want you to be that confidently. Okay. If she chooses to not take action to better her life or to get support elsewhere or help, that is her responsibility. I think that's what I struggle with the most is deciding what is my responsibility to her and what is her responsibility. If she doesn't want to change, she doesn't have to change. And that's not your problem. And that's not in your control. Okay. How does it feel to hear that? I think it feels good. And I think I've, I have thought that for a while, but it's, especially if it's financially, I just wonder how much do I hold back until I help someone, even though we've suggested doing all these other things, she's not going to do it. For some reason, I still feel responsible. Like, well, then I need to do something. Well, I need to fix it. And so when you, when you feel that I need to fix it, I'm responsible somehow. I want you to check that with my definition of a good daughter-in-law is this. It's not rescuing. It's talking to her on the phone for 15 minutes once a week, checking in, making sure she's okay, helping when needed, whatever. I mean, when I feel like it, basically, because there's always going to be the need, it sounds like. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it sounds like you and, and your husband have been in this rescuing mode. And I just really want you to look at, like, is it working? Uh, I mean, it hasn't worked for a while. I feel like we've tried to do our best and tried to give options and, you know, helped in many different ways. And it's, it really hasn't changed. It's only just, it's only gotten worse, but you're right. I can't do the work for her. Right. Um, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. It's just hard to disassociate the guilt with that. Mm -hmm. And so the the guilt comes from the belief that it's your job and you can actually make a change for her. Okay. That's the belief, right? Like right. this is my right. job and I actually have the power to change this when that's from what you're saying is not true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that's probably totally true. I just feel like oh if I was doing more, if I did something differently, I could help like she would fix this. She would get it. Hasn't happened yet. And, you, and you've <laughs> tried really hard. Yeah. 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 I, and I, th- I think that's my fear too, is I think, well, did I try hard enough? Did I do all that I could do to try and help this person? Because I, you know, you grow up thinking if, if someone needs help, you should help them. Well, yeah, but they also need to take some action themselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't help someone who doesn't want help. And in fact, sometimes the most helpful thing you can do is do less. Okay. Because then they have to experience the pain of whatever they're going through. And sometimes when there are a lot of people around, or at least a couple of people around trying to make things better all the time, that individual doesn't have to experience the pain of their financial situation or their emotional loneliness or, and, and pain tends to be what motivates people to change. Okay. 
sometimes when I'm having a conversation with her and Mm -hmm. she's, and I'm doing what I think is good, being a good daughter-in-law is listening to her. Sometimes I kind of wanted to word vomit out. Well, you could do this. Well, you could do that. You could try and fix this. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's like a better response. Yeah. Let's do a role play. You be her. Okay. Okay? I'll be you. Okay. Play around with this. Okay. She will call and she'll say, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm stuck at home. I'm broke. I'm sad. Mm. You know, just everything's awful. Mm. I can't believe this happened to me. Mm. I just, it's just miserable. Yeah. It sounds really painful and miserable. Well, it is. And this happened to me this week and that happened to me. And I, I'm frustrated about this and no one will help me. And Mm -hmm. I'm just stuck here. Yeah. You sound like really down and stuck and like, you don't really have any options. Uh, well, I don't, I, I have chronic pain. I, I don't have a vehicle that I can get anywhere. No one's willing to bring me anything. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know either. Okay. I wonder what you're going to do. I don't even know what she would, I don't know what she would say to that. <laughs> so I want you to practice. What did you notice that I did? You validated what she was saying. I mean, you heard it but you didn't, you didn't jump to say, well, here's how you can fix it. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? It's definitely just kind of more of a, of a listening Mm -hmm. and uh, letting someone be heard, but also not feeling like it's your job to come up with answers to these questions. Cause she's not going to do what you say anyway. Right. So then I kind of put it back on her. So I, yeah, I wonder what you're going to do. Okay. And it's also saying, I'm not going to come and rescue you. This is your thing. You've got to figure it out. You know, it's a nice way of saying that. It's like, well, I wonder well, that's what, what I, I like. Yes. Internally, I'm always like, you're, you're an adult too. Like get it together, figure it out. Yeah. But I don't know how to say that in a kind way, but that was very much just, yeah, just let it go and don't feel I like I wonder you what to. you're going to do about yes. that. That sounds really painful. Yeah, I can totally do that. I think you that's, can. that's definitely doable. Yeah. And the frustration comes when you believe it's your job to save her and that what you say to her is actually going to make a difference. Okay. So I want you to kind of be aware of that and challenge that like, oh, wait, no, from my experience, nothing makes a difference. I can't save her. What I can do is just validate her experience. Okay. Yeah, just listen and mm-hmm. validate and let her know that someone cares that she can talk to me. And then mm-hmm. hopefully I won't feel that resentment and anger if mm-hmm. if I don't feel like responsible for supplying the solutions. Exactly. You will be freer to love her because you won't be resenting her or feeling like you're failing her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't I don't like that feeling. I don't like feeling like this person that's the mother of someone that I really loved. Yeah. I don't want to feel resentful towards her. No. And the resentment comes from you allowing yourself to believe those things that you can rescue her, change her, give her enough advice that she'll actually change her situation. And she's, she's not going to. So just okay. listen. And then with the listening, you can also set boundaries, set a timer. You told me that 15 minutes was about right. Set a timer. It goes off and you're like, oh, you know what, mother-in-law, I've got to go, but I just, I want you to know that I love you. I'm cheering for you and, and I 
have confidence that you can figure this out. Okay. And then that sounds go on your merry way. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds perfect. That sounds like, yes, if I could just get that out and feel like I've done what I've needed to do to be helpful and to be a good person to her and a support, but also not take on the responsibility of all that. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I, I think I would feel a lot better. Yeah. You would feel more positive toward her, which is probably the most helpful thing you could give her is to love her. Yes. Yes. I, I'm tired of feeling the negative emotions and just kind of trying to combat that with, you know, feeling like this is a person that's always going to be part of our lives. I need to do my best to have a good relationship with her, but also not stress myself out in the Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So doing less. I like that. I always like to do less. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I have a lot lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Do less and love more. That's kind of going to be the mantra. It's not your job to rescue her. If you could have, you would have. I think that's totally doable. And it's, it's made the boundaries for me a lot more clear. Good. Good. Yeah. So do you feel like you got what you needed from our conversation? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just needed to, to be able to not feel the guilt and just have some solid concrete things to say when she does call, because I, I kind of freeze in the moment and I just think, Oh, how am I supposed to solve this? What am I supposed to say? But I don't have to, you don't have to empathize and love. That's, that's the key. Yes. That in and of itself is what I needed to just tell myself it's okay. You're doing what you can. It's enough. And I don't need to overthink it and think that, you know, I'm failing at it. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're not, you're not failing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and my guess is that you're dealing with a lot having just lost your husband and you don't need another burden of, you know, while you're grieving and if you have children helping them. And I mean, that's a lot. So you don't, yeah. you don't need to take this on. Okay. That's what I needed to hear. Okay. And that's perfect. So thank you so much. You are so welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk today and for being on the podcast. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, good. Wonderful. Take good care. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.